Hello, and welcome back to Dead by Danny, the internet's only podcast where your host, that's me, you know, the really sexy, uh, handsome, soothing voice, uh, creative, funny, intelligent man speaking to you right now. Danny, that's me, <laughs> watches Evil Dead 2, the 1987 Sam Raimi horror comedy, every single day. Every single day. For 30 days. And then records a podcast about a miscellaneous parts or elements or themes of Evil Dead 2 or related subjects. Okay? The only one. Uh, I'm having, <laughs> I'm out of, I'm out of breath for some reason. Even getting the coronavirus and my lungs are only at 50% capacity. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really debated today of what the topic should be. Uh, another thing, if you didn't know, even though I watch and technically this is supposed to be a review of Evil Dead 2 every single day, uh, that'll get old, you know? So I try to dedicate each episode to a specific topic I have in mind that I want to review and talk about and, you know, start a discussion. And I was debating because I have a new prop in the house. Okay? And it's a prop that is something I've been looking for for years at a reasonable price because, you know, I am poor, okay? But at the same time, I, I, I've, I dedicate so much of my... Uh, life and passion in making my own anything. I, I used to be a big cosplayer in high school. I, I, I literally am planning on starting a professional career in a creative field. So I, I took it upon myself to research uh, reference of the different iterations of the Necronomicon. And I uh, made myself a Necronomicon. Yeah. And I... I I was contemplating whether I should do an episode of the show dedicated to how I did that, um, or if I should talk about the topic I, I thought of while watching uh, the, the, the film today, which is uh, masculinity and the character of Ash Williams. Now, thinking about it, it probably makes more sense for me to talk about the Necronomicon and the process I took to make it. Because, you know, I did it relatively recently. I did it yesterday. <laughs> and um, and I can I get more fresh in my mind. And I can really talk about the topic of masculinity in these films all day, any day, whenever I want, pretty much. So I'm thinking, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you a audio tutorial on how to make your own Necronomicon Ex Mortis. If you want to see images on how uh, it came out, how it looks like in the end. You can find those on my Instagram, at DCRFilms. It's one of the more recent posts, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. If not, you might have to do some scrolling. It's literally, you, you, you'll see the cover. You'll see the cover of the book if you scroll down through the latest posts or whatever. Again, depending on when you're listening to it. If not, shoot me a message on there and I'll, I'll send you some pics. But yeah, it's, it's kind of troublesome doing a tutorial through an audio medium, but I'm going to try to do it anyway. It's not like this is a very 
highbrow, high production quality, uh, high quality in general podcast. It's not like <laughs> you guys are coming in here expecting the most intelligent or most entertaining of experiences. So I might as well just talk for half an hour about arts and crafts and intermittently actually review, actually, you know, do what the podcast is about, review the film I saw today. So <laughs> without further ado, here's how you can make do with what you have at home uh, and make your own Necronomicon. I tried, you know. Uh, this podcast is never planned beforehand, but, you know, I tried my best. <laughs> so, first, I'm going to read off a list of things that you'll need as a baseline if you want to do this project. I don't have it written down, but I kind of have it right here on top of the dome, okay? Right here on the knocker, on the on my noggin, on my coconut, on my mop head, you know? So, first and foremost, obviously, you're going to need a hardcover book. You're going to need a hardcover book that you don't particularly care about. That's an important thing, because you're going to fuck this book up. I, uh, I found some, some history book, some old history book I had from when I was a kid about the Revolutionary War, or something like that. I don't know. I, I dug it up from like the back of my shelf or something. Really, it can be any size you want. Just grab a book of the ideal size that you're looking for for your Necronomicon, I don't know how large this is, but it's about the size of a uh, sheet of paper folded the sh the long way. The not not hot dog hamburger, you know what I mean? Like folded in half, like a booklet. So it's it's like an average sized book, just happens to be hardcover. Next thing you're gonna need, you're gonna need a lot of it, is hot glue. You need to get a hot glue gun, nice one, at least one that works, and a bag of hot glue sticks because if you're stupid like me, you're going to run through like 25 of these. Okay. Technically you shouldn't need 25 glue sticks, but considering how troubling it is, how hard, how difficult it turns out to be to bind a book, uh, you might have to do a little bit of trial and error. So just to be safe, have a bag of glue sticks, a full bag that you're willing to waste. Next up, you're gonna to need to have a printer or a lot of paper at your disposal, depending. Like if you wanna fill the book with empty pages, you can by all means fill it with just empty paper that you have. However, if you want to fill the book with the actual pages of the Necronomicon, you're going to need to print those out. And you need to have a printer that can print on two sides because if that's the case, you just download the PDF, which uh, I'll link in the description of this episode, of, of the Necronomicon of your choice. Could be the classic Necronomicon or the reboot Necronomicon. Both PDFs are available. And then from there, you would get to binding and staining and the whole shebang. Another thing you're going to need, if you want to bind them, you can have the choice of binding them with fabric and then gluing the fabric to the inside of the book. That is a possibility. You, uh, again, the, the paper, printer, and fabric are all optional depending on how you want your ne Necronomicon to be. If you buy a hardcover notebook and do this process, you don't have to do any of this. You can leave the notebook pages in there and use it as a notebook. However, if you want to uh, take an existing book that has shit all over it 
you can cut out those pages and bind your own pages in there. One thing you're definitely going to have to need is some sort of paint. Could be spray paint, could be acrylic paint, could be oil paint. I used a mix of spray and acrylic paints to do my book. And I think that's all you're going to need. Uh, also, some scissors or X-Acto knife, which is something everyone should have. At, at least scissors, right? So, uh, I'm going to start off by saying that I did fuck up while I was doing this today. Instead of doing some, the intelligent thing and watching The Evil Dead uh, while I was, you know, doing the book, because it takes a couple hours, I, uh, <laughs> I opened up Hulu. <laughs> And I, f I fucking watched Spider-Man instead. So while I was binding and glowing and doing this whole book, by, from, from beginning to not the end, f like for the first half of the process, instead of watching Evil Dead 2, so I can knock it out of the way, uh, waste a little bit less time, I watched Spider-Man, which was, albeit, very fun, okay? And it was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, so it was all in good spirit. But, uh... I do wish that I had the foresight to put on Evil Dead 2 while I was making the book so I could knock out two birds with one stone, per se. But instead, I didn't, and I only really remembered I had to watch Evil Dead 2 after I finished the book. So I uh, turned up through the VHS into the VCR, watched that bitch on my Daewoo Silver Cube TV from the 90s, like <laughs> from 1998 or something. And I, uh, I watched it while flipping through the pages of my Necronomicon because I, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this. Whenever I get like a cool prop or I make a cool thing, I really, I really love to like fuck with it a lot before I eventually put it on display. So I like flipping through the pages and stuff like that. So while I was watching the movie, I was kind of distracted by these really nice renditions of the pages from the film. Uh, these are very clean scans. I think they probably... Uh, uh, re redid them in Photoshop or something before they uploaded the PDF. But yeah, I think they're really cool. So I, I was just futzing with it, throwing it around in my hands, really it, like feeling around the texture of the cover and some of the pages. It's still a little bit damp a day later. But uh, yeah, it is, it is uh, what it is. What am I going to complain about it? it? It'll dry off eventually. If not, it'll grow mold. And that'll add character, you know? And yeah, I, I did uh, pay attention to a degree to the film. <laughs> I, I, I Every time the Necronomicon appeared on screen, I would double check. Look, uh, the, the, the model of Necronomicon I based this one off of was, uh, I believe, the one in this movie. I, I basically just looked up a, a image of the Necronomicon, and the one that was the most recognizable to me is the one I clicked. It's a lot more wrinkly and, and textured than some of the other ones, like in, in uh, Army of Darkness or in Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's a lot more smoothed over, a lot more like actual skin being stretched, you know? And the first one's a little janky looking, and I don't really like the look of it all that much. So I did base it off of a version of the one in the second film. Although if you watch the second film, there are differences <laughs> from, uh, from all of the different appearances of it on screen, like some of them are a lot more uh, fleshy and and some of them are a lot more wrinkly and dirty and dusty. So, yeah, I, I just based it off of a lot more wrinkly one because of the method I'm using is a, a is prone to cause a lot more wrinkles. You know what I mean? 
but yeah, so step one would be to find your book. And if you are using a pre-existing book and you're going to put your own pages of the Necronomicon inside, uh, just gut that baby. Take the X-Acto knife to the binding of the book. Don't cut any part of the cover, but just cut the pages out of the book. It's not as hard as it sounds. You can honestly do it with your bare hands, okay? Because that's what I did. I just grabbed all the pages and just started tearing at the glue that connected the, the cloth that binds all the pages together to the binding of the book itself. And then from there, you lay it flat on a table or wherever you're going to be doing your gluing. Preferably do it on a safe, uh, heat-proof place, right? Do it, I, I did my uh, gluing on a cutting board. Uh, well, not a cutting... It is a cutting board, but it, it's not one that I use to put food directly on. It's one that I usually use to make a mess on before I actually cook with or something. So it, 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 it didn't really suffer anything by getting a couple dollops of hot glue on it. You know what I mean? Don't paint on it. it. Painting is a whole different process. So what I did first is that with a pen, I drew on the face of the Necronomicon on the front and any high up raised features of the cover. I wanted my book to have the same wrinkle and, and distortion pattern to the one in the film. You don't have to. Uh, you can just make a webbed uh, pattern stretching out from the center of the face, or you can do whatever you want, whatever feels right to you. For me, I wanted to go for one that the one that was in the movie and the exact pattern that was in the movie, so I, I drew on lightly some of the eyebrows, some of the wrinkles underneath the mouth that were very prominent, and then basically with a thick, with the hot glue gun, I laid on a thick outline to all of the details I wanted. Most importantly, the mouth. The mouth in Evil Dead 2 is protruding the most from the face, followed by the eyes and then the nose. So that's exactly what I did. I laid on the, eye, the outline of the eyes and the mouth and the nose very, very thick. And then I went in and very, very thin, almost I pressed the gun to the cover of the book, just put a very thin layer of hot glue inside those areas that are supposed to be void, right? Because you don't want it to just be the texture of the actual book because you want it all to have a uniform kind of feeling. You don't want that to feel like paper and have the rest of it feel like plastic or skin or whatever. So just a very, very thin layer, and that's all you really need. Then from there, you want to go towards more of the wrinkly parts of the face. There's a very defined couple of wrinkles right underneath the mouth. There's something that almost comes across like eyebrows above the eyes. The nose has a, the bridge of the nose is a little bit higher than the rest of it. And then from the sides, there's a little bit of a crow's feet thing going on. So from there, you can either do what I did, which is look at the reference image and follow the patterns of the wrinkles on the Necronomicon. Or if that sounds like too much work, or if that sounds uh, too pedantic for you, or if you're not going off a particular reference, you're making your own thing, uh, just... Do whatever pattern you want. A popular pattern is just to go from the center to the edges and just do that and, until the whole cover is at least has a small, at least has a small layer of glue on it. Then I went over to the binding and then over to the back where I just kind of freehanded the ear because in the back of the uh, Necronomicon in the second movie, there's like an ear on the back. And with this one, I didn't pay as close attention to the exact movie prop to follow the wrinkles. As a matter of fact... I didn't even pay attention to the plan I had going in. I was initially 
going to do like a spiral pattern where it kind of almost like a pinwheel would spiral out from where the ear is until it reached the edge of the cover. But instead, <laughs> what I did is I would draw, I just did straight lines from the ear out to the edges of the book, which is basically what I was saying a lot of people would do with the cover and what a lot of people did do online. So it is a very valid way of doing it. Just not the way I decided to do it for the front, but I did do it for the back. So if you want to see, again, reference images are on my Instagram. I did a post with three slides where you can see the front cover, the back cover, and some of the inside pages. So, and, and if you can't find it or if you're listening to this in the near future and it's not anywhere near the top, uh, just shoot me a message and I can send you some pictures. The next step, once you have the perfect texture layout of the cover that you want, uh, make sure you get all the edges. If you want, you can do the insides of the covers. I didn't. I personally just did the edges a little bit, maybe like a centimeter, half a centimeter in from all the sides on the inside covers. Then I took it outside and put a big old base coat of black spray paint over the whole thing. Don't go too heavy unless that's the look you're going for and you know what you're doing with the spray paint. The perfect way to do spray paint is just light misty pasts, passes over the whole thing just so you get make sure the color is in everywhere and it's not pooling up. It's not going to take forever to dry. If you do it correctly, it should take maybe a minute to dry. So, yeah. Uh, after that's done drying, uh, you want to bring it inside. If you did a black uh, coat of acrylic paint or not spray paint, after that's done drying, that's when we can get into the detail work of the painting, that is. Uh, what I did is that I got a couple shades of brown and one shade of gold because um, I thought I had more paint, but really all I have is metallic paint. So the gold I used very, very, very sparingly, and I got two shades of brown. One shade of brown ended up not working at all. So basically I was stuck with one shade of brown and one shade of gold, and I had to use them both strategically. I also had a black acrylic paint so that... I can go in in case I fucked up in any of the areas that I want to keep black, notably the eyes, nose, and mouth, and the inside of the ear. And I just went to town. I took the paintbrush and just applied it very liberally all over the book. But I would put it main, I would pull it in a certain area and then spread it out everywhere. So I would still get a variation in color. So the deeper parts of the wrinkles would still appear darker and most of the high parts would get a decent coat of brown paint. And I did two layers of that on the front, middle, on the front binding and back. And then I realized I fucked up a couple places in the eyes, nose, and mouth. So I went in with the black acrylic and just fixed up all the errors I did there, went over to the ear, fixed up the center of the ear to make that appear darker and more black. And I did this technique called dry brushing, which is when you get as little paint as possible on the brush. So you would dip it on the edge into the light color paint and then I brushed it off on a piece of napkin until there was very little left and then very lightly, very gingerly went over the highest wrinkles on the book. Because in my reference image, they appeared like a nearly yellow mustardy color. And I did too much of that. <laughs> so I went back in with the brown and covered up the places where I thought it looked excessive. And basically, you just work it until you think it looks ideal for you. If you're not going by the version I did, there's absolutely no yellow on yours. Uh, don't do that. If you're doing a more flat-looking one and you want the wrinkles to be a little less prominent and a little less variation in color, put a shitload more brown than I did. It all varies from your version to your version to my version to his version. So I'm just telling you how I did it. 
Then I found a PDF online of high quality scans of all the pages of the Necronomicon from both the original series and the 2013 reboot. And I printed out both actually on a, on the booklet setting on my printer, which is something if you're going to print out a PDF, it should be on most printers. You should have the option to just hit booklet. And then from there, I cut them all in half so they would all be loose. And I essentially fucked up the papers. I dipped them all in coffee and tea. I burnt the edges, let them dry. But uh, because I was very impatient and uh, went through a lot of trial and error with how to bind the book, uh, my glue would come loose a lot. And I eventually just got angry and just started gluing in the pages individually to the binding of the book with a an ex- excess of hot glue, like to the point where it's still kind of gooping out. It's solidified, but it's still like gooping out the bottom and top. And then, yeah, that should be it. Uh, ideal ways to distress the pages would be to use either tea or coffee that you brush on each page. And then once that is dry, you can use a uh, hair dryer uh, for every step of the way. As a matter of fact, if you want your paint to dry quickly, uh, use a hair dryer. If you want your glue to dry quickly, because it's hot glue, you're going to need to actually put it in the freezer because <laughs> using a hair dryer and hot glue ain't going to do shit, honey. And yeah, and that that there we go. You have a nepr- necrono- Necronomicon. I'm pretty sure this tutorial was utterly useless. Uh, you have no visual aids besides the finished product images on my Instagram. And I didn't really take any videos of myself doing it or any images of work in progress. The only image I took was after I spray painted it the first time. Okay. <laughs> and that's about it, you know. Anyway, I should probably actually talk about my experience watching the movie today. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it, it was, I still love watching the movie. I'm not gonna, it, it is becoming increasingly daunting. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't know what, it, today's the 17th. Okay. The 17th. I started this on the 7th, right? I think. So this is episode 10. You would think if you had seen a movie every single day for 10 days and recorded a podcast, you'd start to get a little bit tired, right? Even if it's something you love, even if it's something that inspires you endlessly and makes you laugh out loud, you're eventually going to start to, it's going to start a grain on you. And and there's little moments, right? There's little moments like the one we're going to talk about right now, and that is groovy time. Okay, so <laughs> Groovy Time was, you know, it, it, it's starting to feel a little bit less special <laughs> the more times I have to hear it, the more days in a row I have to hear it, you know, feels a little bit less special each time, but it still gets a, at the very least, it still gets a smile out of me. As I say in almost every fucking episode at this point, um, I don't know why I made this a segment. I think episode one, I was very naive and I was very, I had a little, a little bit of a twinkle in my eye, you know. I, I was uh, looking, looking forward to this, thinking that maybe by the end of this I'd still love doing this every single day, 
which I still do. I still enjoy doing this because it's not getting that many views, you know? It's not like I'm doing this because I have a massive audience. I'm doing this because it's fun to a degree. So, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, we're a third of the way through, okay? Only three more of these, which, now that I think of it, <laughs> goddamn, right? Sounds like a lot. I'm going to fuck up along the way. You know, when I started this, I, di I honestly didn't expect to get past the amount of episodes that Scooby-Doo has. But when I think about it, the the struggle of actually getting an episode of Scooby-Doo recorded was uh, was part of the reason why that podcast felt so difficult to make because it was it was it was so troubling with our schedules at the time to get Ryan and I in one place to record this and uh, there would be a lot of days where we'd plan to record and then something would come up but yeah I mean episode ten I, I really did assume by this point that I would have missed a day or given up. So I'm proud of myself in that regard. But I, you know, I did set out to do this for 30 days. So if I don't do that, I'm going to look like a son of a bitch, you know? So <laughs> I, I really wonder how many topics I'm going to have left to talk about. Because honestly, I, I, I've recently I've been thinking that I, I'm like running dry. Things that I went into this podcast knowing I wanted to talk about was, was uh, the sound right? The sounds of evil dead was the, one of the very first ideas I had. And I only did that. What episode four. And then I also knew that it would be a funny joke if I did a whole episode dedicated to Bobby Joe. And I did that one too. Right. <laughs> I didn't think that I would talk about, uh, the evil dead, evil dead, 2013 nightmare on street or Friday the 13th. But I talked about all of those, you know, so I really don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I do know that tomorrow I do want to talk about masculinity, which is a, it is a, a little topic, right? It's a little, a little difficult of a topic to talk about. It's a little spicy, especially when we're talking about uh, movies from the 80s and horror action movies from the 80s. Masculinity is a big thing, but I, I really, I, and a big, uh, big iffy subject to touch on, right? You get shit on from both sides, no matter what side you take. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Good thing I don't really have much of an audience, so I'm not really going to get that much criticism. But the very few people that do listen will probably drop off right there, yeah? <laughs> oh, well. This has been fun, guys. I hope you've enjoyed my ramblings for the last half hour. If you want to hear or see more of me, or see more of my content, that is, you can follow me on Instagram, at DCRFilms. If you want to see uh, every now and then some photography or personal posts, you can follow me at Dan Reguino, again, on Instagram. For in stuff I find interesting or funny on Twitter, you can follow me at Dan Reguino on Twitter. And I would always appreciate it, guys, if you just tell your friends to come get some and swallow this podcast. All right, see you tomorrow.